Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark movies. I'm Brian. I like Hallmark movies. Oh, oh, hi there. Just in the middle of a groundbreaking book. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. <laughs> and I'm uh, Greg Grunberg, and I am uh, one of the best actors on the planet. <laughs> and this is the Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello everybody! It is great to be here today. Just the four of us, just yeah. the four of us. Oh man! Yep. yep. Just the four of us. Man. I'm sorry that you'll you'll be you'll be watching my assistant, um, and he can't speak. But he's I'm I'm, jo- I'm Jonathan, and and I despise Hallmark movies. But you wouldn't know that because I'm a ghost, and apparently I don't get introduced. That's right. Now you may be asking you yourself. Something? Uh, this is a fall movie with seemingly all Gentiles in play. <laughs> what is Jonathan Shapiro do- doing on the program? Uh, I was wondering that. Jonathan, you want to tell everybody what you're doing on the program? It's good to see you as I always, sir. Sort of. I don't really know what I'm doing on the program. Except <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm promoting a book I wrote called How to Be Abe Lincoln with my uh, How to Be Abe Lincoln podcast co-host Greg Grunberg. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that based on the introduction. <laughs> we yeah, know. we've got a legendary character actor Greg Grunberg here. That's right. Um, oh, Heroes, Alias, The Boys, Star Wars. You may have heard of all him. of which should be paying him more, more and money. royalties. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Call this guy. No Thank joke. You very much. Um, and uh, <laughs> and these guys do a podcast based on the book. We were on the podcast, but I got to be honest. I it's been a while since I've bought a paper copy of any book, but this was yeah. not on Audible. And it was worth the buy. And I got to tell you guys, contrary to what you may think based upon his appearances, Jonathan Shapiro is a storyteller and a funny dude. Oh, wow. Just a funny, insightful. I'm not done yet. I love the acrostic, though, of this. I love Abraham Lincoln, and I'm still learning here. And it's the American Bar Association. Can you get like law, law school credit for this book, Jonathan? Am I am I mistaken there? Uh, you get law school credit, and the uh, they'll they'll represent you in one divorce proceeding. Fantastic! What a deal, man! Well, it's so, it, so there's no mystery as to why there isn't an audible version. That's of true. This book. Um, <laughs> if you don't have a microphone. You can't record an audible. <laughs> it's that's just true. Jonathan yelling at you. <laughs> Breaks out every you couple, every third word. Um, and Lincoln, you know exactly. Like to laugh, <laughs> theater president. Murdered. <laughs> right. uh, I, uh, Imagine if that's how you found out. Also, the showrunner of Touch by an Angel wrote him a blurb on the back. So it yeah. is, it's destined. I know, right? Say, you, okay, you okay, Jonathan, I, I'm sorry. Every time you speak, I can't have you leaning into my crotch. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Shattering his dreams. Your mic works. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I liked it. There are um, eight nights of Hanukkah. One of those nights must include a microphone. And I'm uh, going to make sure. Go, go buy the book, guys. Forward by David E. Kelly, who uh, is continuing to let Jonathan ride his coattails. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and he does a great job there, too. So what absolutely wonderful book. You really do need to check it out. I love it. I teach college-level U.S. history. My, kid, my students are going to uh, be getting a lot of this in the, in the coming months when we talk about it's shorter than i thought it was going to be it's great it's a perfect which is which is a which is a compliment jonathan i I can only read so many words and so this is actually right up my alley i will i will will do the audible version jonathan if you let me i'll do it i would love that do you have a microphone we we do have a little bit of audio equipment around here yes no one's a bigger audio snob than jonathan shapiro so (laughs) i do I want to make sure we're good to go. Hey, Judd. I have no defense. So just so you know, every everything that comes after this, you're just kicking a guy when he's dead. <laughs> this is right where we want you. Before we dive into this uh, movie that we're going to attempt to cover today, um, Jonathan, you did write this book. You also decided to do a podcast uh, by the same title, which is a genius marketing, by the way. Um, a, uh, how did that come to be? And it's the reason why both of you are here. So how did that kind of come collectively together? Well, since you can hear me, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that... Um, so Jonathan and I have been friends for a very long time, and we we actually wrote um, a pilot uh, that actually that for CBS, and uh, which is it's so odd that we watched this movie. The coincidence is unbelievable because our show involves ghosts and people that are dead and interacting with the living, and so when we watched this, we were like, "Wow, this okay," and "Ooh, that's pretty good." And you know, we were we were pulling, picking it apart, and texting back and forth. It was almost like a live chat. Um, but uh, I have always all we do is get together and giggle and laugh and have fun. And he has been Jonathan. You know, is uh, one of the best people that I know. Uh, we in the, on the podcast, how to be Abe Lincoln. We talk about how incredible Abe Lincoln was and how you can aspire to be. That's what the book is. It's seven steps. Look at all these aspects of Abe Lincoln and try and apply them to your life today. Or can you, and, and it, it, Jonathan's laid it out so brilliantly in the book, which I still have to read. But, um, (laughs) I, uh, I, I, we, we get, we get together and we giggle and laugh. And I said to him, I hate you all. I said to him, I was like, Jonathan, I have a podcast studio. I do a podcast called talk about it. I do other things. You know, this, you've been on my podcast. Let's do this together. Let's do And, and Nick Marzok produces, and we just have a really fun time like you guys do. Um, but it's a, it's much more educational than I would imagine. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to learn anything today with you guys. I know that. <laughs> You'll probably end up dumber. You're going to get dumber yeah. from this podcast. This is <laughs> take the edge off. It's apparently like uh, a lot of drugs uh, <laughs> uh, infiltrate your life. No, the book, How to Be Abe Lincoln, uh, uh, I wrote it, and I wrote it to be uh, a self-help book. So those are about 160 pages. So I'm really trying to give you a practical way into to Lincoln. But the only person I could do this with, except you guys, is Greg Grunberg. And he is in Hollywood considered truly one of the greatest, nicest, most reliable guys that exist, which is why J.J. Abrams has been his best friend since elementary school (laughs) and why he's in every single big movie and why he makes his whole life going to Comic-Con and letting anime people sit on his lap. (laughs) 
Wow. That's true. Yeah. Which I get to do for free because I do the whole podcast right on his lap. Wow, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you got to find that's that. That's true. Video. That did get, take a little while to get used to, but you get used yeah, well, to it. Well, you did. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean, you, we wore shorts. You guys were staring our legs. That's so exactly right. That's exactly right. Each um, but our, by the way, I can't eat ham, obviously, because it's not kosher, but I've never seen four sets of, of ham hocks like I saw <laughs> in that block. That's true. That was some pure, delicious Smithfield yummy. And uh, thank you. By the way, I'm not I'm not uh, new to the Hallmark world. Um, I have been on a Hallmark movie, and uh, and uh, I did not bring any references to it, nor will I tell you which movie that was, oh, uh, because it's it's one of those man where it was just the one we just saw is fantastic. This one that I did was not so great, but. Um, but also, I'm in a band that I started uh, originally for charity called Band from TV. Now the, it's called the Action Figures. Everybody <laughs> on stage has an action figure. They're all actors that you recognize. And I started this whole thing with James Denton, who's a huge yeah. Hallmark yeah. guy uh, from Desperate Housewives. And now he produces and, and uh, he actually sang on, on, on one of these things. There was music involved in, in one of the movies that I'm sure you guys are aware of. But anyway, so are I, you going to come on as my guest? basically and be more impressive than me so they don't want me anymore because what kind of a competitive jerk are you i can't i can't hear you Did anybody can anybody hear coming i got i got you write it down i Jonathan. gotta be honest um <laughs> the other thing yeah if you're watching on philo philo.tv slash dch you're gonna it's you're in real for show. A, a, a real show the back page of how to be Abe Lincoln. Does Spoiler have alert. About, about yeah, the cover your ears. Oh, about no, the author. And then he died is the very, <laughs> no. Uh, it's uh, the last page. I found out uh, that uh, Jonathan attended UC Berkeley, Harvard University, and Oxford. That's it? Huh. Uh, just those three uh, fly-by-night schools. Same. That Can probably that? won't make it. And he was a... <laughs> A Rhodes scholar, uh, apparently named after James Rhodes from the Avengers. So uh, all all things that I I learned about Jonathan Shapiro. Well, there so, you go. so he painted fire hydrants during the summer too. Hard hard to, hard to be hard to be more impressive than than that list right there, sir. That is that's doing something. Hold on, well, hold on. Very good. It's done, mate. I don't have a microphone, <laughs> and I have to be on this thing. <laughs> That's fair. I, I dropped out of San Diego State University. I had to do it on my own free will. <laughs> this guy's leaning on on diplomas and education. That's not the way you do it, Jonathan. It's kind of cheating. And the truth is, had Clemson let me in, that's right. I'd have gone that's right. Go Tigers. You get it. Then Go you'd Tigers. be insufferable, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This was fun. I'm sorry we didn't get to the movie, but that's <laughs> a good, good. Merry Christmas. <laughs> let's let's try to get to let's the movie. Try. Let's get, get to the movie. We We're talking about three bad, two bath, one ghost. Best title of the year. Um, originally, uh, no, that's not the title that came up when I watched it. It was three bed, two bath, one ghost, no script. That's what it said on the screen. <sighs> That's what I saw. That's what this I guy over it. here. I love it. I this love it. guy. Uh, I'm for those joking. of you, I'm kidding. He's kidding, folks. Um, for those of you that did not see it, I will tell you about it. Originally aired on October seventh, twenty twenty three, and it went a little something like this. The movie kicks off. It's the Roaring Twenties, and uh, we're at a party. It's Ruby's birthday party, and she's just dancing up a storm. A fella in a valet uniform, Charlie, he comes in and is like, "Hey, let's go talk. Let's talk. I got flowers." Uh, she says, I love you, and I will love you forever, but 
My father would never accept this. He drops the flowers in a very, uh, it's very serious. A hundred years later, we see the same manor. It is boarded up. It is for sale. We meet Anna, who's the real estate agent. She's uh, a fresh new agent, and her first listing is a, is a real beaut. She walks inside and sees a painting of Ruby. She goes to check on the rest of the house, and doors start slamming. And uh, she is shocked to see a woman standing there. Uh, she's a ghost. And she's like, what are you doing? And Ruby is like, uh, you can see me? Ruby has apparently never been uh, uh, seen before. So Ruby uh, runs off, and Anna assumes that it's a rival real estate agent playing a prank on her. So she comes back the next day, and she sees her again, sitting on the couch. And Ruby is like, oh, hey, uh, I am a ghost. And Anna's like, no, that's not how this is going to be. But Ruby proves it by running through her. So Anna promptly goes to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, silly Anna, you're at it again. So she goes back to the house and a fellow named Elliot comes by who Anna clearly has a past with. He shows up and he's like, um, hey, let's, uh, I got some stuff for you. And he cannot see Ruby. And Ruby tells Anna that she's the only one who has ever seen her. Uh, and she is uh, committed to no one ever buying the house. So she kind of does like little pranks and whatnot to make sure that no one buys the house. Uh, some potential buyers come in to talk about the change are going to make, such as putting a gym in there and whatnot. Anna can see that Ruby is not on board with this, so she tells those buyers to get lost, as any good real estate agent would. Uh, her and Ruby start to bond, and Ruby even helps Anna get ready before she goes to meet Elliot. And uh, Ruby walks outside with Anna for the first time in a hundred years, is shocked to see women are they're wearing pants in public. It's a, it's a lot for her. She goes to uh, meet Elliot, and he tells her that he is moving away, which makes Anna very sad. She tells Ruby that she doesn't want him to move away, that she wants to share a life with him, that she still loves him. So Ruby says, let's get to work then, huh? Uh, Anna and Elliot end up going out some more. They dance. They almost kiss. But he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Her dad calls her up and says, hey, I think you're going crazy because uh, apparently you're dancing in the privacy of a house. Uh, so you are clearly going insane. So, uh, uh, we got to figure this out. So she decides if I'm going to be crazy, I'm going to be full crazy. And she decides she's going to make the house or, or petition for the house to become a historical site. Elliot comes by um, uh, after all of this and sees a picture of Charlie. And is like, hey, that's it was a great grandpa. Great grandpa. No, great uncle. Great uncle. Are you still talking? Jesus, this is a long explanation. Oh my God, this is longer than the movie. It is longer, but I'm almost done. Sees, uh, sees Charlie and is like, that's my, my great uncle. And she's like, what? That's crazy. Uh, Ruby walks outside, sees Charlie, and is like, I guess it's time for us to go up in the, the staircase to the, the heavens. And then Elliot and Anna say, look at that. Can you believe that? And he uh, sees Charlie, so I guess he also now is going to believe in ghosts. She says, I'll tell you all about it later. They kiss what I would define as hard ones. And that, my friends, was three bed, two bath, one ghost. We did it. We did it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to break this movie down. Bran needs to up his dosage. Fair enough. Let's take a quick break. I'll see what I can do about that. And we'll break this movie down here on Deck the Hallmark. Dan, 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 yeah, Dan, get yeah. that bottle out of your hands. Oh, dude, this plastic bottle? Yeah, the it's plastic bottle. Uh-uh. 
It isn't? I thought Here's, recycling was just like by the bottle. Can I tell you something I found out today? Please do. 91% of plastic doesn't even get recycled. Are you kidding me? Why does it have this logo on it? I don't know, but it does. And 91% of the plastic doesn't get recycled. And that's why I'm trying to get rid of as much single-use plastic as possible. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Earth Breeze. Oh, Earth Breeze is the best. You like Earth Breeze? I love Earth Why Breeze. do you love Earth Breeze? Because I love it because it gets rid of the big old uh, plastic bottles. But awesome. there's lots of reasons to like it's it. It's awesome that it does that. But it also cleans my clothes really well. Uh-huh. It's easy to use. Right. It works in high efficiency think, machines. Think, think uh, like a dryer sheet, but for, for the, the laundry, laundry detergent. They it's crazy. It to you in a biodegradable container. That's it. You just throw the sheet in. Laundry gets clean like normal. It makes laundry easier. And we all need, we got kids at home. Uh-huh. We all need laundry to be easier. Yes. It's a no-brainer. It's maybe my favorite product we've ever advertised for. on I, I love it. I am a continued customer because I no longer need the big giant plastic thing. It just is a nice little envelope and I just boop, pull bingo, one out, bingo, bingo. throw it right in uh, in the laundry. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you have the the the, the big old GE uh, uh, washer or whatever. It High works. Efficiency, it works. Go. It Could works. you get a deal right now? You can. Here's oh the thing. Gosh. Right now, listener to the Hallmark are going to be able to get 40% off. They're going to say 40% this. off by subscribing to Earth Breeze. Go to earthbreeze.com slash DTH. That's earthbreeze.com slash DTH for 40% off. Earthbreeze.com slash DTH. Welcome oh, back, boy. everybody. We're talking about three bed, two bath, one ghost. Uh, let's break it down. We're going to start with the hot take. It is where we share how we felt about this movie. We do not hold back. And I will start with you, Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. What'd you think about three bed, two bath, a lot of one hype. ghost? A lot of hype. A lot of hype here. Best, best title of the season. In a lot, like such a great title. Yeah. I can love yeah. this. T- so at that already, it's. It's at a disadvantage because the title's so good. It didn't disappoint for me. I had a really good time with this. I liked it. Stayed true. I didn't realize. I don't know what it was. I didn't put together that Julie Gonzalo was Blair Crank from Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, she is Blair she's Crank. Blair Crank, everybody. Holy yeah. What? I, what? Who once cares? I re- Christmas with the Cranks is one everybody of my favorites. Cares. Everybody cares. Christmas with the Cranks is one of your favorite, favorite movies? movies? Christmas movies, yeah. Are you guys watching yeah. the same movie I'm watching? It's a great movie. It's great. a classic. Oh, my great gosh. Movie. A lot of people like it. Um, okay. Once I realized that I am, it does. This movie can do no wrong. I'm a, I'm a Blair Crank apologist. Love Chris. <laughs> I Crank. saw a Blair Crank apologist live. <laughs> you did. and they were really good. So good. I get. And the sad thing oh though is, I guess like her and Enrique didn't work out. From so she's a. Uh, you are it. really reading into this. So that was a bummer. I the stuff with the real estate, like ah oh, man, that's a stretch. Uh, I didn't understand that her dad wanted her to take over the company. It didn't click with me. I didn't understand like the levity, like how big of a deal this was. I was just like, oh, she grabbed a real estate license. Good to have it just in case. And then I was like, oh, the whole point is she's supposed to take over this empire. Uh, and that's Which not is why happen. that guy's. Wait, is that little... is that true? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get it at all. Yeah, no, so no, that no. could it could have been a little stronger, I think, up front with that. But I liked it. I had a really good time. Just sad that uh, Blair and Enrique didn't work out. But yeah, it looks like she's doing pretty good for herself. Uh, Greg, break this movie down in as much detail as you can for me. <laughs> okay, so I, I was really pleasantly surprised. And by the way, sitting with my wife who really enjoyed it, and and uh, I enjoyed it. I will not put a really in front of it just because I, as a, as a filmmaker and as an actor or whatever, I look at the limitations. I've done these movies. 
they are so much fun to do because it's like summer camp. You are given a limited, I've done big movies and I've done small movies. And I, when I see something like this, that actually gave me the feels at times. I was like, wow, when the goat, when she's able to actually, and uh, forgive me, when she is able to actually walk out of the house and she throws the leaves up in the air, I mean, as, as dumb as that can be, like there were moments of bonding between the two characters. I was like, wow, this is really good. The girl uh, who, uh, you know, from the, the flapper uh, actress, unbelievable. The guy who uh, who I've only other seen, the lead guy, uh, his only other credit that I know is that he's on the box for Just for Men, um, you know, uh, <laughs> dyeing your beard. He was he was good. Um, there were, I, I, you know, breaking down the actors or whatever. I, I, there was only one guy miscast. Uh, he's, he's not a bad actor, but he just completely miscast, and that was the father. I was like, yeah. why is, you know, why is this detective uh, yes. like her father? Okay. That was odd. Um, but I love the idea of taking, you know, one location. John, John and I know that when you are given one location, we call it a bottle episode on TV shows where you go, okay, let's just have the whole episode take place. Although they went out to the coffee house and to the carnival. I mean, the by the way, the establishing shot of the carnival and then you cut, you know, inside and it's a used car lot with all the lights. I mean, there are limitations that they're, you know, that they have to deal with. And they did a great job, man. And I was joking earlier when I said that the, you know, no script. They hit all the beats. It was Jonathan and I were texting back and forth going, okay, what's the rule? What's the rule? What What is it? Why can she see her? Yeah. What's going on? And it was very sweet. And, uh, and I am not one to usually, you know, enjoy. You guys said it right. The quality of this one was higher than normal. And, um, I thought it looked good, and I don't know. I, I have to say, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. You guys can call Greg Grunberg once the That's actors right. are done, once they get what they well deserve. You call Greg Grunberg, and you get him on a Hallmark movie. Uh -huh. That's what we need to see. That's one that, one that he's it, look, proud to a, talk about. Like I said before, I've done a Hallmark movie before, and it was uh, for the money. And it was like, I have a couple of days, and you know they, they'll call you and go, hey, can you come in? We'll put all your stuff on a, on one day or two days. And that's what I did. And, um, and it was fine. It was fun. That was what I expected, and I did get you know some of my friends calling, going, "Dude, what you know?" And I'm like, "Because everybody watches Hallmark movies." That wasn't the best one. This was pretty good, and I would have I would have enjoyed being on this Hallmark movie. I really would have. Um, that you know, a couple of my favorite characters, like uh, the the other thing that's the limitations when you're watching this from our side, like it's a little inside baseball, but. When you have people walking throughout the house that can't speak, uh -huh. yeah, and they're like, yeah. what were they, plumbers or painters yeah. or something? Yeah. Background actors. Just, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. They, they give background actors, but they have to, it's just like, it's so painful. It's like, give them a line, throw them a bone. What are you doing? Or have so, them like look up when they hear Anna talking to nobody in the room. Like she's having a full conversation yeah, with Ruby at even, one point. They and really, they're just yeah. back there like, this is just another day. Yeah. Just another yeah. day. Exactly. <laughs> another crazy and, and the gardener. And, uh, but I loved, I, you know, and there's tiny little things, but I love throwing the flowers and it becomes a tree and all that stuff. It's like, that, that was, I don't know. It was good. I liked it. Jonathan. I didn't see it. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. It's a pass. I saw it. I saw it. First of all, I'm a little surprised Greg went on and on. You got, nobody mentions the fact that since man evolved, we've wrestled with the question of what happens when you die. It's the great secret. It's the great unknowable. It's the basis of all religions. And this movie tells us uh, what happens. I thought it was a documentary. Uh, 
But I can't help but think about what Abe Lincoln would have thought of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and in my book, I mentioned the fact that Abe Lincoln was uh, depressive, who was obsessed with death. And let me just read the last two lines of his favorite poem, which he always quoted all the time. It was William Knox's poem, Oh, Why Should the Spirit of Mortal Be Proud? And the last two lines are, The wise and the foolish, the guilty and just, have quietly mingled their bones to the dust. Wow. Wow, way to bring the room down. I was left with a existential peace that when we die, we get to stay in the same costume, in the same house. <laughs> we don't put on weight, even maybe when we should. <laughs> she seemed a little thin to me. But through helping others, we can cross over to the other side, which is apparently what heaven is. And so I'm filled with joy and hope. This movie changed my life. Wow. You no know, longer Jewish. Excuse me. Can I finish one sentence, please? <laughs> Just one. I renounce all organized religion that isn't based on this movie. Wow. This movie should inspire cult like <laughs> devotion. I think the flapper style should be how our priests dress in this religion. <laughs> I think that everyone involved is an apostle of this religion. And uh, I have no time for anyone else's view on faith, God, or death. It's a really open-minded thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Really I will say, uh, you've done it now. God is going to uh, have you haunted by the skinniest ghost he can find. Just, <laughs> just to spite you. Hungry, just a, just a very hungry ghost. Ghost of Christmas skinny. Uh, oh, well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like this movie a lot. A lot of everybody has already uh, touched on all, all the reasons to like it. But uh, the the best part of this movie are the, 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 is the female friendship between Anna and Ruby. Like those yeah, two yeah. crush in this movie. And as much as I like Chris McNally, he, I don't care at all about him in this movie because though these two, these two friends are just knocking out of the park. And I felt like once I, I, as much as I love the leaving the house scene, I just didn't really care about that relationship with with Elliot, and so um, that it was it was going great, and I was having a, a fun time. And then the romance got involved. Now, you know, the, you know, the romance is coming, but I almost wish it didn't, uh, just because I felt like that friendship was so uh, wonderful. Obviously, the the romance plays into it at the end. And you need that, but man, those two just crushed it. And uh, I would watch another one of those two just hanging out because I thought they were. Uh, you know fantastic. what's really what's really hard is that that what you're saying is so spot on because we're not invested in their previous relationship and they keep right. talking about that they keep talking about well you know you, we all made mistakes and you did this and you did that when you hear characters talking about it but you don't see it it's a tough one I mean Jonathan as a screenwriter what would you I mean this is a serious question like how I'm halfway flashbacks? I'm writing the sequel to this movie I don't know if I mentioned it uh, it's a little bit racy I don't know if Hallmark's going to be up for it but I found the relationship between the two women to be compelling so the title of the, the sequel is The Ghost in Mrs. Muir. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Dan, what did you think about this movie? Um, <laughs> never underestimate Hallmark's ability to make ghosts boring. Oh. oh. I, 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 uh, 
I will say this. I will say this. Madeline. Muir. Nobody <laughs> got that fallout that goes in Mrs. Muir. We actually did get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard that joke. Came straight through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly it's enough. Um, uh, Madeline Arthur, who plays the flapper ghost in this movie that Brian called Irresponsible during the preview episode. Yes, I did. He read Irrepressible as Irresponsible, Jonathan, to let you know where he was in reading and literacy. Uh, <laughs> and that wasn't even my yeah, worst well, mistake. This is why the whole world versus the phonics reading program is so important. That's right. And even in rural, underserved areas, yeah, yeah, he should have been taught how to read those words differently. You would think so. You, you think so. You're you're joking, but you're 100. I grew up in Florida. Yep. There you go. Bingo, bango. So we're happy he's here. Did the best we could. Um, yeah, I, I think Madeline Arthur's the star of the show here. She is wonderful, and you're right, Bran. Her and Julie Gonzalez's relationship is great. And as soon as it extends outside of that, it becomes very boilerplate, very boring, and somewhat, in the case of the father, I agree, miscast. It's it's unfortunate. I had this really high. I liked the Tamara murder mystery with the ghost in Ireland a lot better than this. Um, Chris mm-hmm. McNally is fine. We love Chris McNally. But I think if you had focused more on Madeline Arthur being the lead of this instead of a co-lead or three on the call sheet or whatever you want to call her. Like, I think that was where the magic was of this movie. So is it terrible? No. Is it well-made? There's some really good shots in this movie. It, they they mm. have some fun early on, but as we go, they're like, how can we make this fun ghost story uh, like more just like middle of the road, normal, like our other movies. Like how do we put it into a, a, a normalcy Hallmark Saturday night experience? Whereas I was hoping they would scrap that normal Hallmark Saturday night experience and really lean in to being different. And so that was a little bit disappointing. Is it the worst you know of the year? Not by a mile, but it, it was just a little disappointing for me. You know, what's interesting is budget or not like the same out, the same problems can apply. I did a movie called the hollow man years ago with Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was the, the five of us were like, you know, trapped in an underground laboratory or whatever. And it was so just written in this in the simplest. And I remember we had a script. Uh, um, we had a, a table read and we were going to shoot. We start shooting the next day. And I was like, wouldn't it be more? I was like the young actor. And I'm like, wouldn't it be more interesting if he went out and did X and Y and X and Y? Like there was so much. There were so many great opportunities for this. And instead, he went out and he felt the boobs up of one of the girls. And, and he did the, like the most interesting stuff in that movie was he drives up and he looks over and these kids are in the car and he scares these kids. I'm like, that's what I want to see. Go rob a bank. Do, go do some interesting things. There were so many missed opportunities in this movie as well that I was like, oh, you're going back. To, you're just doing like the typical trope, the typical, we call it laying pipe, just moving the story along when there were so many other great opportunities ghost wise that they, and they, they did hit on a few of them, but I, uh, you know, I, I just felt like, uh, you, you know, again, I agree with everybody here. I did enjoy the movie though, as opposed to you. I didn't, and I and say I, that, I will I say, say that as a guy who wants to be employed by Hallmark. And also YouTube. I think to, the Greg Grunberg movie that he's going to be in when the strike is over. Yeah. He's gonna, it's going to be a Hanukkah movie, and it's called Jaime Grooms a Goat. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I will say this. Had I not seen a Hallmark movie in five or six years and had an opinion of them and then watched this movie, I would be like, oh, my goodness, Hallmark movies are a revelation. <laughs> They're so much better than I remember them being. So I do think context is important there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's get to all the feels where we talk about what in this movie gave us those feels. Brian. Yeah. A lot of feels, I'd say. Uh, A lot of feels to go around. I'd like to state mine in a poem, if you don't mind. I got mine, but I'm going to let you do it anyway. Yeah. It, It goes, roses are good, violets are fair, Chris McNally's beard, but oh my gosh, did you see his hair? Whew. The guy is groomed like flawlessly. Yeah. 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 Now let's talk about, let's talk about hair for a second because the lead actress, her hair didn't look, and then all of a sudden, and maybe it was a choice. I doubt it, but I think she started doing her hair halfway through this movie because (laughs) in a good way, in a good way, she looked better in the second half of the movie than she did up front. And and again, as an actor and and having the ego that I have, this is, these are the things I watch. Everybody except for our flapper girl were told to bring their own wardrobe. The, the lead guy loves that uh, that that jacket as I mean, he should, as he should. And by the way, if if that Ford F one fifty is for sale, Ooh, I want that thing. thing looks yeah, great. truck look great. Yeah, I take that Ooh. over the Mustang in a Every heartbeat. Day. Yeah. Loved it. And also, um, if you guys don't yeah. know this, the two leads in this movie, Chris McNally and Julie Gonzalo, are married, correct? Some sort of, uh, Aaron, married, are they, they married? A relationship of some sort. They should introduce a ghost into the marital bed. Maybe they have. <laughs> they don't talk about it. The lack of chemistry between those two. was the, Is that marriage based on the desire to shift immigration status? <laughs> 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 What is going on? And as far as the hair, what are you talking about? It's the light side of his, his head was a Farrah Fawcett flip. <laughs> and and she was wearing a bumpet in the back of her head. She looked like an elf from uh, from the Proud Tower. Hair was like hair was done with a rake and a tornado. <laughs> also, the middle guy, Brian, keeps blinking out SOS. <laughs> <laughs> It is a hostage situation, but uh, Jonathan, you. while you're ranting, did you have any feels in this movie? I love that as your feels, though. Was, I want to be that clear. Was wonderful. No, no, I, I do have one. When uh, we're introduced to the ghost and there's the long shot down the hallway, uh, I was actually a little terrified. And it was uh, it was as scary as the Taylor Swift anti-hero uh, video, which I have We've on all seen that. We all know what I you're talking about. Loop here. But uh, no, I just I just found the movie to be life changing. Again, I'm going to go back to it. <laughs> the secret of mortality was revealed to us. The afterlife was shown. And I guess this is what it was like when Jesus was walking around and guys like Greg <laughs> oh, were scoffing, nailing and not seeing that the word of God had arrived. Here we see a movie that literally gives us the answer to the eternal question, what happens when you die, and you're talking about hair? <laughs> I just don't want it to be missed. That's, you know? That's, that's, I don't want yeah. it to be missed. No, that's fair. Uh, um, Greg, uh, you mentioned the, the leaf thing and the walking outside. Would anything else give you the feels? Yeah, thank you. I, um, it's so odd that you're telling me these two actors are married. What's weird is sometimes that happens, right, where they, they don't know how to, like, maybe they're hot and heavy and have a great chemistry in real life, but it, it just, it's, it, it, was, it was like they were apprehensive. And that kiss, it was like. It was hard. Whenever I see, yeah, when I ever see actors kiss that way, it's like, dude, someone's giving you the green light, man. Go for it. <laughs> 
what are you doing? Like, let's see some tongue. Open that mouth. What are we going? This is Hallmark. This is what people want. They're waiting for this kiss. They're waiting for this moment. I didn't I didn't get any feels from that. What I did, though, is, again, going back to our flapper girl, like when and she teared up those. She's she was so well cast. She yeah. had those big, beautiful eyes. Uh-huh. She's really good. And she gave me the feels when she was talking about, you know, staying and going. That was that was great. Um, and then again, it's the, it's the bonding between those two, uh, female characters. I, I, there were moments in there that I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Like I just, I, I you know, and, and by the way, I was looking to not like this movie guys. I really was. I was like, oh, I'll be that guy. And, uh, it, it, it um, no, it, it was kind of overall, again, I look at this and I go missed opportunities. It was kind of like Beetlejuice without the juice, but, <laughs> it, but there were so many moments that saved me because they did those moments right. And the acting was, was there and it was solid. And especially with that, with the flapper girl, she was great. Yeah. I, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but can we go back and talk about the hair mainly? And oh I do want to just say, J- Jonathan, just give me, just if you bear me the time, just for a second, <laughs> we watched Chris McNally on a TV show, uh, when calls to heart here on the Hallmark channel, it takes place, uh, in the 19 teens and he's buttoned up all the way up. All the way up, as many buttons as you can possibly have. In this movie, less buttons. And I'm thankful for that because we found out that he has more chest hair than I do, which is saying something. And it was out there. It's a sick brain. And I'm just just happy to see it. I'm just happy to see it. Maybe it stuck out to me more because of how often we see him fully buttoned up. But I was like, look at that guy. Look at that guy. Gave me feels. Um, good feels. You know, Thank you. Were, these were all really good feels. My feels is uh, a little uh, story called How to Be Abe Lincoln. Um, <laughs> it's by Jonathan Shapiro, uh, and you can pick it up at, at Amazon or wherever you buy your books, in fact. Go support well, a local You can also bookstore. listen to it, by the way. You can listen to it. There's a podcast attached as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. L- look it up in the Spotify, and you'll find it. Apparently, episode episode two, three, two three or three is, is really good. Episode yeah. three is really, really good. Really They're good. all yeah. good. They're Man, all the good. Alex, great on there. Hey, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah. On when falls the heart, do they address the fact that the actor is a werewolf? <laughs> it does, not yet. Sub context, like that's very quietly. Season eleven. I think. That's, that's yeah, next yeah. season. That's next yeah. season. Yeah. Cross turning our fingers. fingers. Cross, yes. Let's take one more quick break. We'll come back with the uh, wait. What and the what the hallmark here on deck? The, hallmark. the hallmark. Hallmark. Oh, You'll get there. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about three ghosts. Nope. One ghost. The movie we're talking about. Two best, one ghost. There it is. Uh, Let's get to the wait what, where we're talking about one of this movie. Let's go, wait, what? Brian? Yeah, I'll keep it to one so we can move things along here. There was a scene where her father finally had the realization like, man, maybe I should have started you on something smaller. Maybe you should shadow (laughs) me for a little bit. Get your feet wet. You think? (laughs) You think so? Holy cow. Like she just got a real estate. She license. passed her test like last week. Yeah, yeah. the thing hasn't even been printed. And Let's give her the biggest yet. house in yeah. our portfolio. Unbelievable! Like it was just such an obvious thing. Like they, could, I feel like that could have been done a little differently. And they were just like, oh, maybe, maybe I gave you a hard one to start out. It's what like, was your first case out of law school, uh, Jonathan? First one. Uh, it was a prosecution of a defendant whose last name was Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, threw a big hunk of concrete through a uh, DC police cruiser's uh, dash uh, window? 
Yeah. See, that's a good first case out of law school, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, his name's outlaw. It's a layup. Guilty. Throws a piece of concrete through glass. You're good. They didn't. They didn't give you a murder trial. They didn't just jump you right in to the deep end. You got to work your way up right. there. Yeah, you got to work your Simple. way. Uh, Greg. Um, anyway, what's for you? Yeah, I had a couple of them. Um, first of all, the uh, I was waiting for Kevin Bacon to go. Let's dance. <laughs> that's the shocking moment is she's having fun in the house yeah. the bad guy was a wait what he was not just not bad no he was he was, it was I, I just didn't enjoy it what is this on my screen? i don't know you oh, have no, bubbles no. now really bubbles. Great. that was fun really cool um so that was was ridiculous and then at the very end am i crazy or did they say that the house is gonna get torn down and they're gonna build condos i was like did that get resolved Yes, the historical. Does. We don't Histor- know. Actually, we don't. They never actually they introduced an out, which was the historical, historical society approving it. That's right. But we don't oh, know. No, if- no, no. They they said we'll take a vote after. They, they said it got approved. No, they never. They said They never got cleared approved. that up. They right. said they were starting the process. Which right. so in the, in this world, way, that's may as well also, as good as done. <laughs> yeah, and, and and also. It, they go together to that meeting. They're sitting there together, and it's that unco- that that that. Oh, here we go. Here's the moment we're waiting for. That was just so overplayed. And then she goes to the bathroom, and decides, gets a phone call, and decides to just leave him there. Yeah. Doesn't text him. Doesn't nothing. I was like, wait, what? Deuces. A- <laughs> yeah, the tra- that the trauma there. Uh-huh. Uh, that's left over from the last, like oh, the yeah. last time they were together. Uh, Read the room, man. Read the, just get send a text or something. Uh, Jonathan. Exactly. He's gone. Jonathan's gone. He's in thought. You want to go, Brian? I'll go. I'll go while Jonathan tries to figure, figure out his, his way back home. Technology. Um, one, the bad guy um, that we've talked about here, Terrence. the 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 uh, guy, Terrence yeah, the, is his yeah, name. Yeah. At one point, he's like uh, leaning up against a wall. He has a tiny teacup in his hand with the biggest spoon in the world. <laughs> Terrence, you gotta pick a lane, buddy. Yeah, Either tough. do big cup with big spoon or small cup with small spoon. You can't mix the two because you just look so, weird. Yeah. You look weird. You looked weird there, Terrence. And you are weird because you're creeping around taking videos of someone dancing in their house. If I, if, if dancing alone by yourself in a house is crazy, then call me Charles Manson because I'm the craziest of them all. That's I, a bit I, of yeah. a leap. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did he go to jail for? A lot of murder. A lot of dancing. Yeah. I thought it was all dancing related. Um, just call me crazy guy because I that, that's just. That was Chuck Manson. That, you can't do that. That was Chuck Manson. Yeah. Chuck Manson. Yeah. I, Manson I'm just, I'm just, I was heartbroken uh, by that. But that's that's just me. Uh, Dan? And by the way, by the way, the bad guy also, I believe, used his own wardrobe because that <laughs> shirt collar was so freaking tight. Yeah. It was like. But dude, come on! I mean, I know you know that 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 was a that was an opportunity lost. Yeah. By the he, way, but. to me, he looked like uh, Jason Bateman got smacked in the face. And, I don't know by who, yeah. but by someone. And like an he, Andy Devine, too. Like yeah, if they got together, those two together. Yeah. Um, Adam Devine, Devine, Adam Devine, Adam Devine, Devine, yeah. Devine. Adam Devine. Yeah. Adam Devine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place. Um, you're thinking of the Maroon Five guy. Yeah, yeah. Sure yeah. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Yeah, Adam not like him. No, not no. like him. Um, hey, uh, Hallmark, I know you're branching out and trying ghost stuff, and I'm really, really happy that you're doing so. If you have one ghost character, they get one over my dead body joke. <laughs> 
one. Yes. You don't get to yes. you don't get to go back to that well and act like you've earned more than one over my dead body joke. One <laughs> one is being kind. All right? Yep. You should have none. But we're going to give you one because you're new to the ghost game, and we're going to let you have one, and we're going to think it's cute. We're going to laugh. You went back for seconds. No. You can get more than one of those over no. my dead body. Yeah, there you see. Here it is. That's how you that's do how you, it right there. Us, thank you. Absolutely not, Hallmark. Who do you think you are? I am. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, this. I'm, Greg needs to join us every episode. Yeah, he does <laughs> make me feel really good. Yeah. The inside jokes, <laughs> I feel like. I feel Did like, anybody notice I was ghosting you all? You should. <laughs> good ghost. <laughs> Over our dead. He's back. He's back. Ghosting. That's nicely done. It's nicely done. I, I will say this. Um, this ghost has been in this house for 100 years. She has observed people living in this house for 100 years. And yet she is new to seeing someone text someone. And I don't yes. know how that's possible when texting has been around for two decades. Literally, I have a, wait, wait, uh, Jonathan, you haven't, Jonathan, you haven't done your wait what yet, have you? No, oh. he hasn't. Okay, I hope you do the one that you texted me because it is brilliant. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, I was going to be right. a lot of setup there, Jonathan. Yeah, don't yeah, blow this. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Jonathan. The only other thing I had left was she's the worst uh, real estate agent of all time. But we, <laughs> we don't talk about that. Go ahead, Jonathan. Uh, I don't know if this is it. Uh, she sees dead people, right? Yes. Doesn't that mean she's dead? Ooh. It, Isn't that this whole movie? Isn't this the sixth sense? I mean, it's your gospel. You should know. <laughs> That's right? true. Yeah, the, the rules are very kind of yes. whatever. They're soft. No, the one I was talking about, Jonathan, was the, the, the boxes of photos and all that stuff. I don't understand. She died in 1925. Her parents died in the 50s. Nobody noticed the F. Scott Fitzgerald letter on the top of the box. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Just keep it moving. Like nobody, nobody dug up. She didn't have to dig up. It was all right out there. They should convert the ghost into another bathroom. That house is too big for just having two bathrooms. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I'll finish up with a couple more and then I'll jump off and go back to the other podcast. I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> Why is Ghosty's forehead so weird in the portrait? Yeah, portrait's creepy. Portrait is creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. Although I did enjoy the end. I did predict. I did predict the wink. The it's wink a personal I issue. I, my issue with the father is why would Lafitte Ping Kai be cast as the father? <laughs> <laughs> that is the shortest man who has ever been in a pot. They do Christmas movies with elves who are taller than the father. <laughs> That's two two elf comparisons. Two different actors. They shot for counting from every angle you could shoot to make him look vaguely taller, or maybe her. he is if he is if he is four eleven. I'll eat my hat. <laughs> Abe Lincoln's hat. And so the question is, why would they cast? But he also, he was like out of dragnet. His delivery was out of dragnet. The the Hall of Fame's greatest jockeys, other than Willie Shoemaker, I think the best jockey who's ever actually ridden a horse. I love Lafitte Pinkai. Not for this movie. (laughs) He had a jockey name. That's fantastic. 
let's get to what the hallmark is where we wonder what could have been maybe have against some clarity questions that we still have brian what are you still wondering about what are you losing sleep over bud yeah, did we find out what their business was together in their previous relationship? I have so many questions about their previous relationship. I assume it was like it's a restoration. Like they they said it enough times so we should yeah. be invested, and then they never told us. They never covered any, which no. maybe they just figured that's too they much. They cut it them. out. They cut it out. Yeah, I think, yeah they, they didn't anticipate us. They didn't think anyone would care. Uh, Greg, what are you still wondering about? I mean, I think, you know, I kind of touched on it, but, uh, you know, the house, the house was so great to me. I mean, that, by the way, I've been to the Playboy Mansion. It looks a lot like that. And so I was like, I was, I'm a, I love homes. I love this. So I was like, oh, look at this beautiful house. And I think I've shot at that house. I, I, if they shot in California, uh, then I've shot a movie at at that house. And that was previously owned by Richard Reardon, by the way, uh, Jonathan, I believe that house. Um, But I was, I was more curious on that kind of stuff. I always... I always wonder, like, you know, when people eat, when they go to the bathroom, like stuff that you'd normally cut out of a movie. But I'm like, when is this happening? When, what's going on in this movie? I, I, but I did not, I didn't get res, res, resolution on the relationship. I didn't get re, resolution on the house. There were so many dangling uh, things, which I guess is good for a part two that Jonathan's working on right now. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan? I want to know if the, the uh, Flesher building hearing is going to be appealed. I saw a lot of legal issues in that hearing. Uh, <laughs> I was shocked that a zoning meeting like that would get a full house. You don't usually get that. Yeah. Kind of, uh, <laughs> Very high interest there. High interest, and no one was allowed to talk or look uh, at one another. So no. it's, a <laughs> it's a very specific hearing. <laughs> very disturbing hearing. Uh, Lafitte Ping Kai, when we first meet him, um, says the house has been... Uh, uh, I I wrote it down. uh, Has been caretaken. Yes. Has been caretaken. I think what he's trying to say is there's there's, the house has been taken care of. Trying to say that. Caretaken. (laughs) It's been caretaken. Fewer words. Caretaken. Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to be caretaken. (laughs) And the reason I bring it up is you know I don't know if they had a script or if Lafitte was just allowed to. My, my feeling is that when you write a script like Jaime Grooms a Goat, that you, <laughs> you you use language which is both pleasing to the ear and actually the language you're speaking in, which is English. <laughs> and, so I had questions about that. And then the last thing is this this I don't know if this is politically correct. Oh or boy! Not. <laughs> yeah, everybody quiet down. Maui cares. <laughs> but. Uh, What's the name of the the, the, the the male love interest, the lupine, strange... Uh, Elliot? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't like women. Wow. So I don't... I don't does that come out in the next one? Um, oh, my. <laughs> no. Maybe. Wait. That... You... What? I mean, it just seems... Okay. Yeah. No. Um, it's, uh, I've got. A, I've got another. Wait. What? Got another one. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Go. Go. Okay. So my other. My other. Wait. What is um, that? The ghost can obviously talk to her, but it seemed at, at moments that she could talk to him. I was like, wait, what's going on? Like he walks away and he's like, don't leave. You go back there, and he just stops in his tracks and turns around. Yeah. And he's thinking, but I'm gay. And then he turns around and he goes back. <laughs> No, I, 
But I, I, there were those moments where I was like, wait a minute, what are the rules here? Like, can he, it's just that spirit? Uh, I don't know. That's the Holy but, Ghost. Know, Greg is responding to something that is kind of interesting, which is when you write a movie about a ghost and you turn it into a network, they don't really respond to any of the issues we've been talking about. All they want to know is what are the rules with the ghost? That's right. Yeah. Can, the, can, the, can you smell the ghost? Where does the ghost go to the bathroom? Yeah. The ghost does not touch anything, but it can hold yeah. feathers and it can max out a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I wanted to know what the ghost sounded like yeah. to, to Elliot. Because it seemed like if she yelled loud enough, he would get like an, an essence like of a feeling. Yeah. Like, what did that sound like to him? Like, was it just like. That's fair. Um, my only what the hallmark was, you know, she's been uh, here for a while and she's just now been able to go outside and investigate the world around her only to be cut short and now have to go to uh, spend yeah. eternity with, you know, the love of her life. But yeah, hasn't seen this guy in forever. Is there any part of her you think that was like. Yeah, pants are pretty cool. Like yeah, she thinks what it like what if tell you, like what if I get world. no kidding pants, like maybe pants, civil rights uh, <laughs> vibrators uh, all the stuff uh, kabuchi but as, but but you guys need there's some there's a line in the movie that you guys need to take to heart the next time you're on our podcast How to Be Abe Lincoln which is based on the book How to Be Abe Lincoln written by Jonathan Shapiro. And that is that the ghost says, which which I actually do find interesting that talking about the, the, the past and the present. But when she says, you don't dress up for yourself, you dress up for others or whatever. I'm butchering that. So just remember that next time you guys are in dolphin shorts and we do it and we do a, what we call in Hollywood a gum check on the set um, because we can see your balls hanging out. Uh, so, you know, just think about that next time you come on our show. Well, I will take this opportunity. Most in flavor, the 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 uh, the pork pulling that I saw in their outfits. <laughs> I will take this opportunity to announce our OnlyFans. It's launching, yeah, right. yeah. and it's going to be hot, hot stuff. And the yeah. first thing we post is, is just that episode in its entirety. And it's, yeah, but it's, it's something. But it's yeah. not plural. You're going to pay big money for that video. Six legs. Speaking of which, we're going to need that video from you Yeah, guys. we're going to need that video. Uh, Dan? I had one, and you guys alluded to it. I think Jonathan did earlier. Um, I want to see the blueprint to this house because if it only has three bedrooms and two baths, there must be a planetarium in that beast. There, there what are we? What are are there all the rooms from Clue in there? Like, it's is all there about like the a title? Though, can you imagine the title being seven bedrooms? Yeah, it doesn't make any bathrooms, sense. But maybe ghost. film in a smaller house, like a bungalow. I, I don't oh, know. That's true. Like, like they that's have true. only three bedrooms and two baths. There's three thousand square foot of space that's just somebody's record collection. Election, I guess I, I don't know what it is. We need all the the parlor. The parlor. <laughs> it's, well, it can't, it can't be a record collection because the poor ghost only has one record. It's the Charles. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't um, know what it is, but yeah, that's all yeah. I need to know about. Uh, we did, everybody. Congratulations. We broke down this movie. Uh, Jonathan Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go check out the book. Check out the podcast. Uh, maybe skip episode three now that I'm. We're talking no, about it's it. our best. Oh, no, no, no. Just <laughs> this episode three. You guys were, you were fantastic. You're the guest stars. You're the leaders of this. Movie. I mean, well, and God, just, can I just say thank you for, for allowing me to crash this party. Greg, you're I, coming I really, back. You're coming back I, over the holidays. I, I so I, I know you're joking, but I would come back anytime. You guys are just so great. No, um, I have a lot of questions about saving cheerleaders and how it, it affects the world. The world but, Greg. But it didn't do it. We well, and we'll the get there. We'll We've get, been talking about it for a decade. We're not going to talk we're about it today. 
I'm just saying. Nope. nope. We could. We That's could. A, what the heroes. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Heroes. I like it. Uh, we'll be back next time with another one. Until then, maybe the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast is produced by Aaron Shea. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on the Deck the Hallmark family, you can go to bramblejamplus.com. Deck the Hallmark is presented by Philo TV. For a free trial of Philo, go to philo.tv slash DTH. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here in the old studio. Thanks for listening or don't listen. It's really up to you at this point. It's at the end of the show. I mean, you're listening to me. Hi. But here they come. I promise they're coming. Yep, here they are. Happy day.